It's just easier that way. Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, hey, what's up? I see the Wells. What's up, Wells? Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hi, Dr. Wells. Uh, no. No, 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 no. All right, so what's been going on since last recording? Uh, I went to the first ever bottle share at the Buzz Beer and Wine. Was a chapel, North Carolina. Super fun. Nice. That's my bottle shop. If, if it hasn't been completely obvious at this point, right? Um, and you know we've been this podcast not brought right, to you right. by the Buzz. And I, you know I've been leaning on Grant for months about trying to do something for the the beer side. You know, like he does a lot of wine tastings and such. And, but I mean, it's usually like they bring somebody in from the winery, and it's like a big deal, right? Um, so you know we were you know wanted to do a bottle share and. Uh, Got that all set up, had uh, a lot of fun stuff, saw a bunch of uh, old brewery bottles. Like, remember that Braggot we had that one time? Probably. But yeah, you know, it's like a it's like a beer made with honey. So it's like kind of like... Viking blood? No, well, it could have been the one we had. I don't remember, but... 20-ounce um, ceramic bottle, really expensive. Now, these were just from the brewery. I can't remember which ones they were, but... Um, at any rate, one of them uh, was brandy barreled. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both were barrel aged, uh, you know, nice light 20% sessionable braggots. Uh, those were really fun. Had a bunch of uh, high end hazy IPA, you know, monkish, Bissell Brothers, that kind of thing. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. You know? Cool. Had a good time, you know, and 30 ish bottles we went through. Nice. One wow. of them was infected, so it got dumped. But, Oof. You know, you have that, right? That's, yep. that's always the fun of yeah, opening stuff from the cellar is that sometimes that's the it risk. did not age well. That so. is the risk. I'm a little bummed that I wasn't able to make it. It was penciled on my calendar, and then I got tickets to go see uh, Godzilla minus one minus color. And Black and white. Motherfucker, that was good. <laughs> so, all right, because I, you know, I see all the hype around it. Mm-hmm. And as so I tried to watch the Godzilla show that's on right now on Apple TV. Monarch? Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't stay awake through any of the episodes. All right. So different studio, different well, sure. sensibilities. Okay. And this was a tight, I think 97 minutes. So, but it's examining post-war, World War II Japan. Okay. Like they're already down real bad. And then what do you know? A giant Godzilla monster shows up to like basically finish them off. A giant Lizard. It's it's terrifying. Like, I don't know. I took Liz. I think this is her first full Godzilla movie watched. And, uh, yeah, two thumbs up. Put it on the list. All right, beer-wise, you? Anything? Man, uh, no new Charlotte breweries have opened since we last recorded. Which is amazing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I've, of course, done Jack and Chip. Yeah. Like normal. Uh, I'm so surprised. Big surprise. Like, I, I, honestly, so Wells and I did our normal D&D session once a month thing, and I'm surprised he didn't drag me to the brewery that's within walking distance of his his place. I kind of was half expecting it, but I wasn't going to say anything. You're, you're both upset that you didn't get invited, yet relieved that you didn't get invited. <laughs> exactly. If, dude, if anything, and I should have looked to see if it's on, but... They had a stock ale on that I was crowing about last recording at, at Noda. Yeah. We, we would just would have kept on walking down yeah. to OG Noda and had that. Fair enough. It's great. Fair enough. All right. So time for some news. And the first story up is such a big shocker. I cannot believe it's happening. 
oh wait, I totally can. Yeah, yeah. This one really kind of uh, took really, I would say, none of us by surprise. I mean, like, it's kind of one of those things. Like, it's it is not at all shocking. Maybe it was a little surprised, but it's not at all shocking. Right. Uh, and yet another, huh? Go figure. ABM Bev is slowly and quietly dying death by a thousand cuts with all of their craft beer purchases over the years. Yeah, so the first one, the first on the chopping block for this episode is Golden Road, but it's not their main facility or anything like that. This is just a taproom location that was in Sacramento, but they have permanently closed it. Yeah, so Sacramento location is the fourth uh, Golden Road location. And it was the only one open since AB uh, bought them. That was, God, when was that? Back in 2018? Yep. So, yeah, uh, this, we talked about it back then. Um, The Sacramento location was a a curious choice. Locals were just like, okay, um, this isn't local craft beer. This isn't craft beer. Um, it, It turns out people do care that, uh, you know who, where, and who makes the beer? That's a. I'll be saying that again in a little bit, but it's a weird location in that it's a hundred percent outdoors. So if it rains, tough. You know, there's no business. Uh, and just a couple months after uh, it did open up, the wildfires made it, it nearly impossible air quality wise for oh, anybody yeah. to like be outside so yeah what what the hell are you thinking doing something like this well and and so growing up um had an uncle that lived near Sacktown, and being in that area like yes don't get me wrong the weather is gorgeous it's absolutely beautiful but it rains a lot so if you have an outdoor facility that makes it kind of... Uh, it gonna rain. It gonna rain. And it makes it kind of not fun to want to go hang out when it's raining. Especially when there's, like, no protection from kaiju. Like, it just right. seems like, you know, it's a very short-sighted way to open a place. But yeah. What are you going to do, right? Uh, but again, I, I don't want to, you know, let, have people thinking this is, like, the main Golden Road facility that's in L.A. This is not the, the big... L.A. L.A. This is not the big one. This is just a normal facility of their newest tap room just didn't work out for them life happens right it'll be interesting to see if life will find a way interesting to see if other tap rooms uh follow suit because uh ab axed another one who is that winwood brewing all right out of miami yummy Um, yummy so this is really curious to me in that like winwood's like the first craft brewery to open in Miami 13 years ago 13 years ago and I'm sitting here like Florida's always been kind of weird with craft beer though man yeah, 100% but 13 years ago that's that is like yesterday in yeah, craft that's, beer terms. yeah that's no time at all yeah right. no time at all especially you know for fuck's sake how long we've been doing the show that place has barely been open a few years longer than we've been doing the show. Hey, we outlasted the Winwood Brewing Company. Suck it! I guess we can... Well, and and I shouldn't say we outlasted because I guess they're still going to be around. They're just going to close down their tap room and move their tap room presence to, like, another local brewery that's also owned by AB InBev. So it could be like, oh, cool. It exists in name only. So you're telling me they got the AB buyout... 
And now they're closing. Yeah. Well, they're closing their tap room, but okay, but sure. they still own the IP, the names, the. That's about it. Of course, AB does. Now you know. Had we taken said buyout, <laughs> right? But yeah. Well, um, and 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 it's also too one of those things where, you know, we've we've argued this ad nauseum at this point. Like Goose Island is a prime example. How many of those beers are actually even bottled and brewed at GI any longer? Most of it is. Probably not. It's you, you know most of it's probably brewed at these AB facilities. So, big shocker. All right, hang on to your butts for this one. Oh yeah, because this is a what one, two, three, four, 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 four article super block of story about one thing that we've already talked about twice. But, but here's your mega thread, everybody. Yeah, exactly. So we've already hit over this twice. I don't think this is even the final chapter in this saga, but Wells. Oh, boy. What has happened since we last spoke about the Edward Teach Brewing Company? Edward Teach Brewing in Wilmington. Uh, I've been there before. It was fine. Cool. Yay. Um, oh, boy. There was apparently an incident at their tap room between the owner of the brewery and a young lady that was hired to perform like a you know singer songwriter kind of situation uh back in november and since then it's been a whole bunch of he said she said online well until un until the lawsuits started flying on you know since our last recording uh it started with edward teach filing a lawsuit against oh and this is just dumb Filing a lawsuit against a former employee of theirs who is now a taproom manager at another uh, Wilmington area brewery because that person allegedly was going around slapping QR code stickers on product belonging to Edward Teach, like out in the market that redirected to some Facebook post website type thing detailing like here's our side of what happened at Edward Teach and this guy's a piece of shit. Well, you know, you're tampering with people's product out there, and I'm sure ALE, Alcohol Law Enforcement, is going to have a lot of something to say about that. But for now, Edward Teach Brewing has identified the person slapping these stickers around and is uh, filing a lawsuit, asking for a trial by jury, an article, an award of over $25,000 in damages, punitive damages, uh, and um, attorney's fees, etc. Okay. So... Wow. I mean, they were able to figure out, like, who this guy was. I'm sure there's some sort of video evidence of it. Uh, well, his heart may be in the right place and why I am no love lost for Edward Teach. But, y'all, just don't don't vandalize other people's stuff. Yeah, that's not Especially the... if you are, like, an identifiable person. Yeah, that wasn't the, the brightest of moves. And then what happened? Oh, God, see it. Took a sip of beer and I put my damn phone away because I'm not supposed to be on my phone while I'm recording, but I had to take notes on all this stuff. Okay. But wait. Um, but wait, there's more lawsuits. <laughs> Actually, no, but wait, there's a, a paywall video of an 11 second snippet of a, a recording of this incident. And again, 11 seconds. And this was very much like in the middle of things. But what this video yeah. did do 
is throw into question every single thing that Edward Teach Brewing said. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying at all that this is like an open and shut case. What I am saying is the initial statements from Edward Teach after me seeing this video now, I'm just like, oh, like they're lying out their asses on this. Like here's the, the owner yelling at somebody else. And he's like, oh, I didn't yell. I didn't yell. Dude, you're. So uh, note to self, maybe if you're a brewery owner, go home on the weekends, man. Like, don't just hang out. This isn't like your, don't it, get, it is your own private bar, but you shouldn't be treating it like this. Don't yeah. get high on your own supply. Pretty much. It's just not a good look. And it's really, t- and to your point, like it is a very quick 11 seconds and like, you know, I had to watch it a couple of times just to kind of get a read on what was actually taking place. But, you know, what happened before, what happened after, probably give a lot of context. But all I know is you got a guy right. who's behaving poorly. Yes. Regardless of what the situation was, he did not handle it well. Just like the mother of the singer didn't handle it well either. Correct. Well, just like the singer's friend didn't handle it well then. The, but wait, but wait, there's even more. Is this, is this the one? Is this, I got confused with the paywall article and, and I couldn't get it to work. I know this one isn't the paywall article. So is this article I have up now, is this the follow up to that video that we saw? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so no, this is the follow up to the post. So the okay. the mother of the singer songwriter that was apparently allegedly accosted by the owner of the brewery uh, put up this rant on Facebook like a couple weeks after the thing occurred. Uh, I've read it a couple of times. Uh, she needs an editor, but aside from that, it's like here's. The allegations. This is the 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 post that the QR code linked to. Okay. So okay. So now Edward Teach Brewing and the owner of Edward Teach are filing a, a lawsuit against the mother of the singer songwriter for defamation. For defamation. Yep. Claiming that she interfered with brewery business relationships and it's seeking more than twenty five thousand in damages and is asking for the removal of the post. Uh, says the portrayal of the events in her post is wildly inaccurate and and came up with the, well, what do you know? You weren't even there uh, thing. Cool. That's the best defense. That is the best defense. There's the... I mean, it's, there's you, the you know it's going to have Mama Bear filter on it, right? I mean... Oh, well, it even said, like, you know, you come after me, that's one thing. You come after my, my child, that's a whole other thing. And like, look, oh, as a parent, I get it. Like, you want to you wanna back your kid's play, but sometimes your kid's an asshole. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's what took place here. Right. But again, you've got a brewery owner behaving badly. Yep. Supposedly the singer-songwriter's friend behaving badly. The mama behaving badly. And then now, the, what's to me the a big crux of the story is you got somebody walking around putting stickers on cans, pointing people to this Facebook post, which... Why? 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 But wait, there's, there's more. Even more. <laughs> what? So, uh, today I learned that North Carolina is a state 
that has a thing called citizen-initiated warrants. Yep. I had never heard about this either. So he, the owner now, has been charged with two counts of assault on a female and two counts of communicating threats as filed by, like, the mother of, like, what the heck. And neither of those are felonious, by the way, so they are not felonies. They're, they're two misdemeanors. Mi- misdemeanors. If they were felonies, then the police department is obligated to investigate. But as it stands, it's like he's going to have to go before a judge and, in, and, in and March and just be like... Technically, basically, he got arrested because he signed this. This was an equivalency of yep. him getting arrested for assault. Yes. Because he signed these warrants. Yep. So, yeah. So, there's wow. three lawsuits floating around, an 11-second video clip, and now a citizen's arrest. Which, <laughs> that whole warrant thing was beyond me. Like, I had no fucking clue you could do that in this state. Yeah. Absolutely wild. The, the victim playing their own investigator, and that's coming from, like, a sheriff's office lieutenant. Yep. Like, what? Yeah. And, yeah, and then basically... The sheriff's office went on to say this is he didn't get arrested in quotation marks, but this is the equivalency of him getting arrested for assault. So the drama it, continues. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. I, yeah. There I'm sure there's gonna be more. I hope that like it can wait another month because four articles about the same damn thing. I'm really tired of talking about this brewery. Yeah, I kind of... I'm right there with you, which is why I did veto one news story. You didn't put it in. I vetoed it before I even knew you were going to put it in. Just because we kind of... We've tapped that well, and I'm starting to feel to the point with these guys. Like, this shit needs to get solved, because... Also, we're giving them a lot of free publicity. Yes. I mean, you know... To the three people that listen to the show, yes. Right, but I mean, also, like, you know... There's, like, five... I know two people. Come on. All right. We even have a listener submission article in here. True. That, did Woo. you see my Chuck article? Was that a Chuck article? That one that I added at the last second? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was the Chuck article. All right. Well, it'll be up on the next episode. So, hooray, Chuck. Okay. Well, we uh, another brewery situation we've talked about quite a bit. Sure. But this is the king dingling article on this topic. This is the one that I want to enter into the record. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so we have talked about the New Orleans-based brewery that was formerly known as Dixie Brewing that basically became a conglomerate of a bunch of breweries, including a few here in North Carolina, that they were going to try to set up a quote-unquote superbrewery. Things have not been going too well. They, in the past, blamed that it was water and utilities issues and crime and all of this fun stuff. Now... There is refute to that article. Oh, boy. So this is... Now, I know we've talked about in the past um, <sighs> Catawba buying Palmetto Brewing mm-hmm. and then those two breweries combined being bought by another entity called Made by the Water, which was a, a Florida-based brewery slash like conglomerate. And then that made by the water umbrella was what got purchased by Fahlberg. Yes. And since then, we've definitely talked about Catawba shutting down uh, tap rooms in Wilmington. Yep. Um, uh, one in Charlotte. That went incredibly poorly. Yep. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks later after that, or a couple of weeks after that, uh, them closing down their original 
uh, production facility in Morganton, Morganton. North Carolina. Yeah. So, like, the, the beer that kind of put Morganton on the map, White Zombie from Catawba, would, would then be made at the main Fallberg facility in New Orleans. Except uh, a lot of promises were made and no promises were kept. And you basically have this trust fund kid who's given, you know, been given the wheels or you know, the, the, the keys to the car to run this company after Catawba was bought. Um, he was like, you know what? Don't worry. All your jobs are 100% safe. Um, <laughs> he's described as a smooth talking 28 year old with shoulder length hair. Uh, looking like he'd be more at home at a dubstep show at Red Rocks than in a boardroom. He didn't make the best first impression. He arrived late and disheveled. Cool. Um, so <laughs> within two weeks of that deal closing, after everybody's job is 100% safe, uh, three of the six people on the leadership team that met with him were all fired. <laughs> Toad's mature, bro. So, and then it's like, former employees and business partners, city and utility officials, industry insiders, and other brewers say the company and its leader have a history of making false or misleading statements. They fail to pay their debts. Uh, they blame the results of poor management business practices on the breweries that like, it's basically like these guys are a freaking wrecking ball that comes through. They have no business acumen and, and no loyalty. It's like they're trying to add another tier to the three-tier system. You right, know, but pretty much. Way. Right. So apparently it's estimated 20% of those uh, that were employed um, when this transaction went through, uh, just 20% are still employed. So that's, yeah, everybody's job's safe, right? Uh, except 80% 80, 80 of you were going to go. Okay, cool. So you're going to like... God. So they wanted to consolidate their production, right? And I get it. Mm -hmm. They're being inefficient sure. by having like three different production facilities all around the Southeast. So let's just bring everybody in New Orleans. Yeah. And that's where things go wrong. I mean, like they haven't been going wrong right. already. Right. So they're, they made an attempt. I mean, again, this is all well-worn stuff that we've covered on the show. But boy... It gives a lot of context. Yes, it does. Now they're trying to blame now. Now they're trying to blame the electric company for like power outages. The electric company said, "Well, typically, a company of your size would install like a giant surge or like a battery backup system." Yep. Right. Uh, but they didn't do it. Uh, they took a you know did a guesstimation of what their costs were like oh we've had to dump x many batches you know it would have been cheaper for you to buy that battery backup system uh -huh. but their sales are down right like craft beer on the whole is or beer on the whole is down right two so percent year over year but their sales were down more than ninety six thousand cases in one year and that's not huge yeah that's that's not a little bit that's a 23 percent drop in their business Huh. So it's not to say like, oh yeah, you're you're not shipping beer out because even all those batches that they allegedly had to dump, um, that's not a twenty three percent of their business representation. Right. <sighs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> blah blah blah. Uh 
they are citing a $540,000 tax bill and a $300,000 water bill from New Orleans is like, oh crap, that, that, that's a lot of costs. And that's higher than like what we are expecting to pay and this is like unsustainable. And the sewer company said, well, it's not necessarily the, the water that you owe for, it's the sewer from having to dump all those batches of beer down the drain. But here's the thing, if they had ponied up the money for that you know, power support system, they wouldn't have that grossly inflated sewer bill. <sighs> Another brewery uh, who is in the area has said like, we're saying that like the, the area is crime free, but it's definitely over exaggerated. Um, if crime is an issue, then there is a, a street leading to the brewery that has very little lighting. And that's a problem that can be mitigated by, I don't know, putting in a street light or two. Yep. And so that's on them. Um, when you bring in somebody from a Bravo show, Southern charm today, I learned that Southern charm on Bravo was a show because of this thing. This guy had his own beer brand that was being contracted by Palmetto that, just had the plug pulled on it for no apparent reason. And he's just like, here's the quote. He said, they are terrible businessmen. They are hatchet men. Mm. They look at numbers and they have left a trail of bloodshed everywhere they've gone and pissed off every single person. What the fuck? So to me, this whole thing reads like a different version of the Jurassic Park setup. You've got this idea of I'm going to do this thing but I'm just going to kind of piggyback off of what others have done before me. And so you've got this kid who's probably got a degree of some form and he can, you know, talk about leveraging the corporate synergies and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. And right at this time was probably the peak of, you can probably still throw stuff against the wall and it'll stick. Right. But then it doesn't. And I think that's what we're starting to see. We've talked about, Two tap rooms that have closed already today. Yep. We've talked about breweries in the last couple of episodes that have closed. There was that time where you didn't even have to be good. You didn't even have to be, I mean, decent. It could be fine. Yeah. But you would be successful because there was enough interest and excitement around craft beer that that's where it was going. And so it got to this point, though, where I feel like we all sort started to lose some of our excitement yeah. about giving everybody a free shot. Yeah. And and now, you know, and, and I feel like we've been saying it for a while because we're, you know, we're in this as a, as a hobby and a passion enough that we see it coming before it gets there. I'm tired of the gimmicks. I'm tired of the million dollar tap room. Give me a place that's comfortable to hang out that makes good beer. That's all I'm asking for, man. I'll yeah. go to Triple C, which I you know, I'm not even really dumping on anything that they do, right? But it's a brewery that has a comfortable tap room. Yep. It has food. Yep. It has good beer. Yep. And I'm plenty comfortable and happy to go back. Yep. Time and time and time again. Yep. I would like to bring up something that you just said though. When the hell are we all about giving people a fair shot? 
You're right. Well, but, we, I mean, use, we but, use, but especially me. Well, I was going to say, Jeff and I used to be a lot more lax on a lot of these yeah. new places, saying we'd give them a year, we'd give them a year, we'd give them a year. And and I wrote an article that said, come correct on day one or don't. Yeah. Or that's don't probably, come at all. That's we, probably when I stopped. Yeah. You know, I, because, and then it got to the point where I, where I, what I, my pivot and my beer habits turned into, I'll wait and see because I know Wells will get there. Right. Yep. And I'll get his feedback. And then I'll wait for him to go back a second time. Yep. If, if it, I go back a second time. Exactly. And if you go back a second time, typically you'll tell us about it. And then I'll be like, okay, this place, protagonist, is now safe to visit. Right. You know, it's just, I, I don't have the time or. The well, concern, again, like, I, it's, you, I don't you know, to, again, we've talked about this a ton, but for people that don't understand, you're not close to Charlotte no, in I, the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's like 40, 45 minutes for me to get yeah. just about anywhere. And, and that's fine. Like, I don't mind making a day of it. But when I come up and Josh will say, well, we're going to let's go to all places you haven't been. I'm like, I just I'm up here. I want to have a good time. I would like to go to a place that I'm going to enjoy. If we want to go to one other new spot. Cool. Like like broaden my horizons. Maybe I, I'll find a I new place. <clears throat> and that's the way I treat Josh is I'll take him out. We'll go to one place as like a troll yeah and then like another spot that's that might be new that's worth going to and then one spot that i know he'll enjoy that's right that's right i can try a new brewery as a treat that's fine but i also which we did end up trying when (laughs) yeah we went out yeah i i just don't want to end up having spent the day brewery hopping around a bunch of places that i'm like well that was a waste of my time you mean like when we did the the wax tom and rope loop where it was completely that I, I did that for you, not because I was interested in any of it. Right, right. But that was completely yeah. one of those where I'm like, man, if I lived out here, I'd be, I, I would be driving my happy ass into Charlotte just right. because. Right, 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 right. So yeah, uh, again, these are all like which to- articles, topics, everything that we've covered, pretty much ad nauseum. But if you want to get just caught up on, like. This was this is the mega thread article. This has everything that we've talked about already yep. in one convenient piece with a lot of added context and some really juicy quotes too. Yeah. I I've read that article like three times. I, I really dig it. One that stood up to stood out to me is they just they're bad at business. How do you lose a hundred thousand cases of beer? Yep. Like how how? But that's how? just it. I mean, to the point that Wells made, if they have a reputation as being hatchet folk right who are just looking at numbers and who don't understand the business yep. they may understand business but not the brewing business yep and if you don't know what you're doing you can't like again you you can't just like fumble your way through and still be successful those days are long gone it's yeah. too competitive it's too difficult and I mean, honestly, I, I know it's not a one-to-one equation but I look at it a lot like a restaurant like, I, 20, 30 years ago, could have probably opened a restaurant and stumbled through things and maybe gotten lucky and successful, maybe not. In today's landscape, I don't know enough about shit. I would have to have somebody run everything for me, and I would just cook. And if, even then, 
I, you're, you're assuming you would both want to continue to do that and yep. that you would actually be good enough to sell enough to stay open. Exactly. Yes. It's kind of like this next story. Yes. I would say even enough. like a next story, but uh, this article got posted. Uh, we always love the like super generic, like, oh, there's a turnkey brewery open in Southern Charlotte and blah, 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 award winning with, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's cute and quaint and all that kind of stuff. And then what happened, Wells? It's for sale. Well, yeah, or, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, we it's, knew it's, it's for sale. This brewery's for sale. But, but, then, but the post is vague about who this brewery was. Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely vague. Um, and I think it's supposed to be vague because if you read South Charlotte and you're like, Waxaw, what the hell? That's not South Charlotte. That's south of Charlotte. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, but then the cat got out of the bag. It's Dream Chasers. Dream Tra- Chasers is selling. Um, you know, kind of going back to what I was just talking about that was one of the places jeff and i went to uh very whelmed at best um definitely not the scene for either of us i don't feel like just because of the the clientele that was there if i lived out there i think it would be a different story i mean you know what i mean like i've got a buddy of mine that lives like within five minutes and and they go like a decent amount because where else are they going to go you're essentially a captive audience to yes that neighborhood so to explain, Waxaw is south of south of south of Charlotte. Um, you're getting pretty close to the South Carolina border at this point. Um, it's this little community. It's it's you know quaint and uh, really bad with traffic. Yes, but it's also one of the fastest growing spots you know in in the entire area. Yes, um, more housing and townhomes and rentals getting thrown up left and right. Like it's. It's ridiculous. They're not built out to support it, and yet here they are. Yeah. Dream Chasers opened some years ago, and they they took over the old firehouse. It's a cool spot. From what I hear from my friends who are around there a lot, it has turned into daycare at night. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can kind of understand. But again, like, you've got all these people who are living in a style of housing in a lot of cases that is very similar to what you have here at Uptown, yes. but there's nowhere else to go. Yes. There's no light rail. There's, you know, there's just not a lot of options. And again, like if it's 40, 45 minutes for me to get anywhere, it's a, it takes me 15 minutes to go south to get to Waxhaw. Yeah. So like, you know, you want to add an hour to go have a beer on a Tuesday night? No, you're going to end up going to you know, one of the couple places well, around town. Well, and like Mr. Wells said, you basically have a built-in captive audience because... Yep. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. And, and it, you know, as we've said for years, when you have... And, and honestly, I feel like Dream Chasers is the one that we've always kind of held up to this this idea. But if you have a geographical advantage like this, yeah. you don't have to make great beer. No. They've had a couple of hits. Yeah. You know, Yard Breather was, was very popular for a while. I haven't yep. seen it in forever. Yup. Yep. But, you know, uh, I know they've got a new brewer uh, here in the last year and a half. Um, but, you know, as well as pointing out, um, the owners come out and said, you know, it's hard work. Yeah. Josh, you and I have talked about this for years. Yeah. As much fun as it would be to, like, you know, the, the idea of working a brewery, I don't want that physicality. It sounds fun on paper. <laughs> yes. And then you go to a brew day and you see, like... Even me as a home brewer saw how much more went into that process, and I went, fuck this. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I would say you'll get real thin real quick, you know, working at a brewery, except you're just trading fat for muscle. Like, yeah. 
like, oh, cool. I, I'm never going to physically recover from working in a brewery for like 10 years. Right, like, my exactly. Body and, and, you know, now as I'm getting older and I discover I'm having knee problems and I've always had back problems my entire life. Like, oh, yeah, you, you would have lasted six months. Yeah, I would have lasted all of six months and I would have like been keeled maybe, over and maybe. probably hooked on Oxycontin and it would have been a bad deal. So I mean, I, I'm I feel, glad I didn't. I feel bad for this owner because like I feel like now is a pretty precarious time to try to sell a brewery. Yes, very. You're, you're not going to get what you could have gotten two years ago. Um, and again, this isn't a, like, we're not going to say the bubbles burst, but I think people are starting to look at this kind of thing with new eyes. This isn't, I'll, you know, I'll roll the dice and make a bunch of money off of it. You've actually got to know what you're doing now. And that's, that's going to scare a lot of people off. But well, when you're a new brewery, yes, you're right. Um, although, you know, counterpoint still goes back to the captive audience argument where, you could be a mediocre brewery out in that neck of the woods and still survive. Yeah, but I mean, like, imagine if, like, a, a the Vine Barrel or somebody, Triple C, decided, let's put a second location. We're just going to go ahead and grab Waxhaw. They'd kill it. They already know oh, what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, They've yeah. already got all their systems figured out, and they'd have to learn on the new, you know, production system there. Right. But they would absolutely crush it. Yeah. But that probably won't be what happens. No. We'll get, you know... Monkey's elbows or something like that. Ooh, monkey's elbows. You I've know, been looking like forward to that. Eastern Tennessee or something. I, I know. And maybe they're good. Who knows? We'll find out. All right. So these two stories go kind of hand in hand. Um, and <laughs> one of these is just an absolute joke because we know how it works. But unless they've changed it, which is possible. Very, very possible. But uh, so USA Today is doing yes. their annual 10 best. 10, 10. Uh, you know, 10 best towards the, here's the best, uh, beer garden, beer city, brewery, whatever beer tour. That was the one that we had, we meddled in a couple of years ago. Um, but anyway, I honestly, it's kind of cool to see like some nominations come in, uh, for best beer garden. Uh, this is going to get a little awkward because Charlotte beer garden and Raleigh beer garden are both nominated. They are, Related huh. to each other. Um, but another uh, Charlotte location, Old Mecklenburg Brewing, is in the mix, as is what I, uh, what is called, what I call, what everybody freaking calls Malt Disney World, and yes. that's Sierra Nevada and Mills River, North yeah. Carolina, just outside of Asheville. So I, I can't speak to every place on this list because I've only been to, like, maybe a handful, but good Lord, man, whoever beats Sierra Nevada and and honestly a lot of folks smaller outfits will throw all their marketing like vote for us vote for us vote for us and the only thing this does is just drive traffic to USA Today yeah um but man if this was but if this was not like a people's (laughs) choice if this was a critics choice award uh it's Sierra Nevada and it's Sierra Nevada all day yeah Yeah. I mean looking at some of these like Crux and um Bail Breaker and uh, there was another one that I've been to. Uh, but yeah, you know, like, look at all those. Like, yeah, these are all kind of... Uh, no lie? Yeah, no lie. There it is. Uh, you know, all super cool places. Uh, and even Old Mac, super cool place. Like, I, I don't know that, like, Raleigh Beer Garden and Charlotte Beer Garden are just restaurants to me. Charlotte Beer Garden won, I think, they're like two years in a row. Or back to back. All right. Well, I mean, the, the, this technically isn't best brewery, right? It's best... 
beer garden best beer garden yeah yeah so so i'm looking for like a large outdoor space that's <laughs> cool to hang out in I, like the beer's got to be good but i've got to be comfortable to your point earlier but this is also Which not is, what is the best beer garden it's what's the best beer garden that i've been to that i like yep and it's only one of them so i'm gonna vote for that one which is still it still cracks me up to this day that i have yet to go to the charlotte beer garden and how long has it been open now you're not missing anything man yeah i know i'm not you would hate it oh i know i would i mean honestly it's kind of cool like to to, like walk in there once because they've got like a tree that's inside their house yeah inside the property but at the same once you start looking at their menu and start doing the math on like okay how fresh is this beer actually Uh yeah and even the just tap stuff that's from a single batch you're like Okay, cool. So this is like... Well, I mean, this this says a lot. It's not fresh. This says a lot. Like, I already knew what it was because I knew about the Raleigh one. Yeah. Yep. Um, this was pre-pandemic era. Had a chance to go there for a work function. And meaning, like, work was going to pay for it. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, thanks. Hard pass. Yeah. <sighs> and so, also, while we're talking about Best Beer Garden, there's another for Best Beer City. Uh, and North Carolina with two entries, Asheville, which is on every single best beer city list. That, that's but also, lazy writing. But also Charlotte. What do you mean lazy writing? It's not lazy writing, but it's true. Well, I mean, it's just like there's no there's no creativity there. Which, which okay, I, so looking at this list, this was one actually I wanted to talk about because there's some cities on here I did not expect. So you have your big hitters, right? You've got Bend. You've got Denver. You've got San Diego. You've got Fort Collins. You've got Denver. You have Columbus, Ohio, which I'm sorry, I don't necessarily think of as a beer destination Ohio city. Ohio doesn't exist, so you're fine. Okay. Uh, another one, Jacksonville, Florida. Nay. I do not think of Jacksonville, Florida of anything, let alone a beer destination city. But they needed somebody from the southeast, right? They already have it with oh, Charlotte. Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis. Like, no offense, Jeff, but for real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's a scene, but, you know... Yeah. Or L.A. Uh, Chris famously bitches and complains about the fact that L.A. isn't really a beer city. So why is that on the list? Yeah, because so so I'd be willing to bet that if you pulled back the curtain on the analytics here, these are all probably conveniently either cities that do well or stories featuring these cities and beer result in the highest amount of clicks. Right. And so by putting them into this little thing right here this aggregated we're going to drive more clicks because you know again this is this is cheap clicks yeah meanwhile uh i will say i was very surprised to see charlotte on that list i have argued for a very long time that yeah same yes Asheville is got what it's got but we're no slouch yep nope not not anymore no so or cool yeah whatever uh, and last but not least i've got to leave our dear listeners with a very confused uh, taste in their ears who wants some hot wing flavored seltzer? Hard Pass. seltzer. Me, me, me. No, I'm kidding. I do not. Apparently, truly is uh, by the time you listen to this episode, you can you can order this yourself. Uh, truly is doing a hot wing sauce flavored hard hard seltzer. Right in time for the superb owl. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so you know, like we have the gimmick seltzers. You know. We had the Mountain Dews. Those were fun. I, we, we've seen the mustard beer. 
We've seen. Uh, we talked a couple. We've episodes had back. the pizza beer. We we had a couple episodes back talking about the mayonnaise cake beer. Right. Oh, for Vancouver. <laughs> and I, I just. I mean this. This one hundred percent is because of the superb owl. Sure. There is no There's ifs, no, ands, or buts about it. Nobody would buy this outside of that. You right. Know, you're gonna, I mean, it's going to go to my party. I'm going to bring some you know, jalapeno poppers yep. and this wing sauce. Yep. Seltzer because that's how I party. Yep. And it doesn't look like it's uh, going into distribution. This is like, oh, go on this website and order this beer and we'll ship it to you and... So there's probably yeah okay it's probably like a extremely limited small like, batch and exactly like let's just do this thing get a whole bunch of like news coverage and have people talk about us for a little while here's here what we I, are here's what's happening they're making this yes they so are. that people will rush out and buy it hoping it's a couple influencers to pick up on it it'll go out on eBay they'll be selling for a hundred dollars a can guaranteed. And then two weeks later... Nobody cares. Nobody will care. Yeah. It was like the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. What? Did you not see... What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flamin' Hot... Yeah, it was like Flamin' Hot Cheetos Mountain Dew. What the fuck? Yep. It was a thing. And when it first came out, like, you couldn't get it, and people were selling 12 packs on eBay for $100. It's Mountain Dew, y'all. When the hell did Speculator Soda start happening? The same time... Like, everybody's looking to make a quick buck on something that they can get that nobody else has. Because I hate the internet. That, I hate it. It's not the internet, but that's the way it's always been. Whether it's concert tickets or, or Beanie Babies, Stanley Cups, you know, like oh, it's God. it's always, there's always something else that people have to promote and then be like, oh, look what I've got that you don't have. I have this bottle of beer that you don't have. If you want it, that'll be $400. Oh, hey, would you like a bottle of Pappy? That's $3,000. Like, Ugh. nah, you can have it. Not just, just keep it. I, I'm, I'm yeah. good. Hard pass. No buy. No buy. No buy. No buy. All right. Are we ready for a break? I guess the only thing that I'm lacking, like, oh, cool, you got a hot wing sauce flavored Truly. Uh, do I get a choice of, like, ranch or blue cheese flavored Truly? Yeah, I was about to say, where's my chaser? Where's my ranch chaser? Say, does, it, does it have a hint of celery in it? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of no to carrot. Oh, no, there you go. You can, like, uh, get you, like, uh, lay some celery salt out on, uh, you know, and then, like, <laughs> put it on the <laughs> rim, like, uh, what do they call it? The trash can with the uh, Mexican lager? Yeah. God, that sounds so gross. Doesn't it, though? Hey, you haven't lived until you've had a freaking Mexican ashtray with, like, uh, rind. The hell is that? Watermelon lager from uh, uh, Fauna Flora. Okay. But with the Cholula rim and black pepper and hot sauce and lime and, oh, it's so good. You know how they'll, they'll like, dip a... margarita glass and put yeah, it in like yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it's like that but, but it's all like spices right okay. and so they yeah. do it with the can and so you know like that way when you're taking a drink you get like oh no no my, my wife puts um what does she put on fruit the shit you just said tahini yeah she puts that on her fruit because my mom taught her how to do that yeah. and i'm like but imagine it in your beer and mm-hmm. on the can I, I, mm, maybe it's i don't know thing. whatever May, it, i don't know it's it's not my thing this is definitely not my thing i don't know why it exists and just right You'll be able to buy it on eBay for a hundred bucks, and then two weeks later, it'll be fifty cents. So. Just don't fall for it. Just don't, yeah. don't. I mean, somebody will because people have more money than sense. But just don't. Just, look. just you know don't what? Look. Instead of buying that truly, donate to patreoncom slash craftbeercast. Use your money wisely. 
Oh, what's the rate of return? What 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 do I get out of it? You get the fact that you're help supporting three individuals that have been doing this podcast for over 500 episodes, 10 years, no ads the entire time. No ads. We we want to suck. Yeah, pretty much. All right, we'll be back in 30. Time for buy no buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking some beer on the show. We give things this very simple scale. It's a one or a zero. It's a buy or it's a no buy. Sometimes we have beers donated to us. If you ever want to do that, contact craftbeercast.com or hate mail at craftbeercast.com. Craftbeercast. Shut up. <laughs> or most of the time, we probably buy our own beers. Or sometimes even breweries are kind enough to donate. Jeff? What's our first beer up? Uh, first beer up, it's the Broccoli Rob, or really just Rob. Um, from other half, double dry hopped IPA, clocking in at a big, hefty 5.5. This is an inoffensive hazy beer to me. It's got a little bit of bite. It's not overtly soft. I, I can dig it. I would buy this. Believe it or not. Hey. Wells? Hey. Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm right there with Jeff. It's an inoffensive, easy drinking, uh, hazy, hazy IPA or hazy pale ale or whatever this is. Uh, I think my only sticking point with this would probably be what the price point is because it's other half and 5.5% ain't going to be cheap, cheap. But, ah, screw it. I'm still going to buy it anyway. That's the thing that always kills me too. It's like... You pay for the name. You're, you're paying for the name. You are, to a and certain it, extent. And, and not that I'm necessarily like... And the shipping. I'm not necessarily looking for like, what's the quickest, fastest way for me to get torrent? But also like, I don't know that I've got a lot of time to waste on. Fair. I mean, I don't, I'm not sitting and drinking a half a dozen over the course of a day. So I'd rather have two stronger good ones. All right. Fair enough. But I don't know. Josh, what's your uh, Rob thoughts? Mm-hmm. I absolutely like this one. This was box two, by the way, of other half. So we're going to have some more other half stuff coming up in the next few shows. It'll be not this show, but and not the next show, but the shows after we'll get through the rest of them. Um, you know, yes, price sucks, right? But in theory, it's what I am paying if I go to buy a case of random beers from random breweries in a case format at yeah. my local bottle shop. So, and you have no idea if those are any good at all. Exactly. And I mean, to be fair, I don't know if these other half ones are because it's kind of the same situation, right? I'm not buying the same beers all the time. It, right. This is a completely random case of beers that I bought this round. Um, but so far, you know, two boxes purchased, two cases purchased, not disappointed. I kind of mad at myself that I forgot to mention to Wells, hey, I'm I'm going in. So, Wells... I. You have my word. The next time I get a wild hair up my ass and decide to buy another case, I oh, will. Oh, ta- and he just ordered it. <laughs> I, I will tag you in and see if you were interested in splitting. Um, but no, absolutely, I will buy this. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. I, I by the way, I flip flopped him on the sheet on accident, or I flip flopped him out here on accident. Uh, okay. 
because this one probably should have gone first. This is tomato pie from other half. It is a New England pale ale. I, I guess it's a hazy, pale, pale, hazy. I, you know, like some, some of these names I feel like um, are a little superfluous. However, um, yeah, this one's not bad. Uh, I actually, I think I prefer the Rob over this one. This one's, it, it just doesn't have me itching to go back. Wells, what do you think about the tomato pie? It's not tomatoey at all. No. I know it barely tastes like pie. It's another half beer. It's, you know, the floor is relatively high. And, you know, this isn't like blowing my mind. I think I enjoyed the Rob a little bit more than the tomato pie. But I, I'm i going to drink either one of these. I just, I'm going to, I'm just, bleh. Josh. Yeah, I mean, out of the, the case, this was the one that I was kind of like least impressed with as far as like, holy shit, this is mind blowing. This is mind changing. It was a beer. Yeah. It's a non-offensive what it is. It works. Um, lesson learned. Probably wouldn't buy this again. And that's the other thing that I'm starting to learn about other half. They're like about every other fucking brewery out there. Good luck seeing this one again. Yeah. Because it probably... W- or it will get re-released yeah. with different strains of hops. Cool. So yeah. this version probably wouldn't buy again. Which kind of sucks because, you know, <laughs> you know, like, you want to drink what you enjoy. Yes. But on the flip side, like, you're going to feel like a total knob just going and buying flagship other half beer. Like, you had access to everything and this is what you went for? Right. Exactly. Next beer up. Uh, we're going to pivot over to Treehouse for a second. Uh, this is Curiosity 137. Uh, to your point, here we have another beer where they probably have like a base recipe and then they just change the hops every time. And, you know, like why even front? We're just going to call it a different number each time. Um, Got to yeah. get those untapped check-in numbers up. I suppose. Uh, this one, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't really do it for me. Um, it's a no buy. Well, what Jeff said, Josh. Bam! For a second, I need to finish my tomato can... pie first. Oh, okay, fine. All right, Curiosity one hundred thirty-seven. You know, I I, I definitely like Curiosity one hundred thirty-five a little bit better, <laughs> but even that doesn't compare to Curiosity one hundred twenty-one. And... Oh, but dude, did you have one thirteen? That was the real good one. And then they'll come out as an anniversary edition or something like that, I'm sure. All right. I'm Only with, noobs I'm, like 113. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, gents. Meh. At best. At best. So. Yeah, that's just. This is the second worst beer that I've had tonight. And um, the worst was I should not have tried what Jeff just straight poured out. Yeah. But are, are we going to talk about that? Because I don't even know what that was. So I don't even know I, what happened. We, we I had, just we saw had one. A, we had a listener donation. Okay. It. Was canned six plus months ago. It oh. is an IPA. It just it was it didn't was it was just gross. Okay, it just it I, didn't I, stand I saw, a chance. I'm not going to beat up on it. It's just I saw you pour something and then immediately like smell it and then you like I think you took one of the other other halves and like am I crazy and like compared them and then you just dumped. I'm like okay then all right yeah fair enough yeah. friendly reminder check your dates when you're buying beers. Yes. Uh, next beer up. Um, next beer up from Treehouse. This is Bigger Guava. 
not to be confused with regular guava, but uh, or even smaller. I don't know if they make a smaller one, but they actually do make a guava one. Is there actually guava in this, or is it just called bigger guava? Um, I believe so. Um, da, da, da. Yeah. Uh, it, so this is their very hazy IPA conditioned on guava puree and freeze-dried guava. So it's bigger. Gotcha. It's got some guava in the nose, um, but not a ton of guava. Um, I've had lighter, easier drinking beer with more guava in it. And I actually really like guava in, a, in an IPA. This one's, it's, it's just missing the mark for what it, you know, again, this kind of goes back to the other half conversation for what this beer probably cost and for what it says it is and for what it actually delivers. Those don't come together in my Venn diagram. So it's a no buy. Right. Wells. Oh, I, I will fuck with this one. This is very tasty. I'm a sucker for guava beers. Um, sometimes I just have to ask, like, are they calling it guava? Like, because I'm guessing tomato pie didn't have tomato pie in it. Correct. Rob didn't have Rob in it. Oh, actually. Does bigger guava have guava? Okay, yeah, it's got two different kinds. And uh, yeah, 8.6, easy drinking guava beer. I will absolutely crush a four pack of this in like two nights big bye josh all right so <clears throat> wells yes i really love and respect you but yes. i have to ask an honest question uh-huh. if you had to question that there was guava in here does that mean that they failed it what is advertised it's not like massively it's like a beer with guava in it it's not a guava beer okay to me right so okay. yes okay so could there be could it have been like even bigger guava, yes. This isn't like a guava IPA. This is an IPA with guava. Yes. But considering what people can do with different um, hop varieties these days, I just yes. had to make sure that this actually contained fruit. Gotcha. Okay. The The main reason that I asked that is because I did get a little bit of, of guava on both my nose and taste, but it wasn't bigger. Yeah, I had to, I had to hunt it, for it. Yeah, it's kind of there. And you're going to tell me this is bigger guava? Yeah. Where's the guava? Yeah. I, yeah. Considering how some of the, the, the other tree houses we had the last couple of episodes. Yes, how, they like, have been very like, like over here's the top. what we are. Yeah. yeah. Let me just slap you in the face and then shove it up your nose and stick it in your ear. And oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, having that, you know, in that memory bank and then Jeff saying, hey, this is even bigger guava. I'm like. Ooh boy, this is yeah. like one of my favorite fruits in an IPA. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And what do you mean it's they're using restraint? Yeah, it's barely there, which is kind which, of a bummer. Which again, if this was just regular guava or some guava or hint of guava, <laughs> LaCroix guava yes. edition. <laughs> That's where I was gonna go. Yeah. Is this the LaCroix guava? Yeah. Bigger guava, Lacroix edition. I mean, like it's it's not it's it's there. I can smell it. Yeah, I just like it, I can smell it. And even I, taste I think, it a little bit. So I think it's one of those things. Like I have no doubt that they actually use the product in the beer, but I wonder if the base beer style, like this creamsicle heavy orangey vanilla IPA that they've cultured and that's their go to every time. Right. Maybe that doesn't play well with guava. It's possible. Um, 
Is it's like what this really has me doing is it makes me I'm now pining for that common market triple C guava beer. Oh God. What was that called? I totally forgot about that, but as soon as you said it, shit yeah. That was because it was like woof. Yeah. I'm like guava for days, nice and clear. And yes. Just, just a great like and again, like we've seen that with some of these other adjuncty type things like the cheer wine beers. Sometimes if you don't have the right vehicle for it, it doesn't come across well. Right. Grab you by the guava. Grab yes. you by the guava. Yeah. Grab I'm you in. by the guava, yeah. Um, I'm not in on this one either because you tell me it's supposed to be something and it's not really there. And and I know what you can do, Treehouse, because I've had some of your abominations and you can't deliver on this one. No buy. Final beer up. Final beer up from uh, Monday Night Brewing. This one's called For My Friend. Uh, it's listed as a strong ale. Yes, it is. Which, I mean, technically it is. Uh, this is a blend of an imperial stout and a barley wine style ale aged in Heaven Hill bourbon barrels and cognac rye. Man, oh man. I, I was a little nervous at first pouring this because it doesn't pour like like thick, overused motor oil like so many Imperial Stouts do. Mm-hmm. That barley wine thins it out a little bit. Um, man, this thing is just great across the board. The barrel's there. I love the character in it. The blend is great. <sighs> Monday night. Man, they're just so good. So good. Well, what do you think? I have believe I've picked up three bottles of this on two separate occasions and I might be going back for a fourth because I'm all out. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. You, They had me at like whiskey barrel aged imperial stout blended with cognac barrel aged barley wine. Well, that, that is the beer so I'm glad they had you with that. I know. <laughs> but like in, with, in any collaboration, is it less than, greater than, or equal to the sum of its parts? This is this is greater than, this is damn delicious. This is not a collaboration, is it? It's like when, it's like, well, it's a collaboration between Imperial Stout and the Barley Wine. Okay, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. Yep. But, yeah, that's a that's a big 10-4 for me. Josh. Texas size 10-4. Texas size 10-4. Oh, so, <clears throat> go back to Saturday. Getting ready to, we've wrapped up our d and I've packed up all of my stuff as the, the GM, and looking at how long my lift's got to get there to get me back home. And Wells is like, hey, I'm going to pour you this. <laughs> and I'm like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. But you're like, but I'm leaving in six minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to give you six minutes worth of beer then. <laughs> Which you did. Shot, 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 I, shot, I gave shot, you shot. seven minutes worth of beer. You did strain some. Yeah, I, I, I tried as much as I could. This is not a chugging beer to begin with. 100%. Nope. And and, and and a good problem for him to have, right? Oh, no, Josh left like and well over half of the rest of this bottle. Anything's a chugging beer if you're brave enough. Yes, that is true. Meanwhile, I didn't want to disrespect this beer by chugging it. For sure. That's where I was. Because I took the first sip and I went, Oh, no. Fuck, can I cancel this ride? Oh, shit, no, I'm going to get ding 20 bucks if I cancel it. Well, I guess Wells can... You know, I, I, a lot of times doing this show get, the, you know, the victor goes to the spoils, right? Like, I get the, the host leftovers. Now, half the time, I'll be 100% honest with you all, <clears throat> I end up dumping everything. Like, well, you have to pick and choose. Yeah. And, you know, we, you know, we're 
adults who have to work. Yeah, I'm like not going to sit here and fucking power chug the the dregs, but I knew Wells was in a good space by him pouring what he did and he was going to have leftovers. Even the little like crunch time sip that I got of this was absolutely fantastic. I'm really happy to actually be able to experience it now without time constraints and you know the the, the clock running out cuz Holy shit! Does this deliver? Meanwhile, we're we're, we're going to finish this bottle before he gets in. He's, yeah, we're, we're, not we're not leaving this one for yeah. Ball. Please, please, <laughs> please finish it. I don't need because you know he's that. just going to dump it like a monster. Yeah, exactly. Butt chug it. Hut. All right, so it's time for ad tap. That it's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, what would you put on your either real or supposed kegerator? Jeff, I think is the only person that has a kegerator at this point, amongst the three of us. For my friend. Y- yeah, I, I already knew. Mr. Wells. I, I look, I'm with Jeff on this one. There's there is only one correct answer here. Yes. Yeah, I yes. I, I, I half guessed. Um yes. only also too because we didn't buy a lot of stuff this show, so I really kind of figured that Y'all didn't this, buy a lot of stuff this show. This is where we were all going to land because holy shit, like it's just really good. It it, it it continues to show that Monday night knows what the fuck they're doing when it comes to doing some of this barrel-aged shit. And it's yep. not always fair, you know, so we've got a bunch of hazy IPAs, which can, they can either, you know, like, raise the tide for all of the ships. Yes. Or they can kind of blend each other out and there's yes. too much, there's too much internal <laughs> turmoil between Gesundheit. too many beers of the same style, none of which, they're all hazy IPAs or hazy paleo. Right. You know, they all kind of, blend together to a certain degree and then this beer comes along and it's like oh yeah no big deal we're just it's just you know an imperial stout would probably do well yes an imperial stout blended with a barley wine would do even better and then you're barrel aging both i mean like it's just yeah. it's, it's all of our sweet spots yeah pretty much so jeff we're at the end of the show where are we at come find us on the interwebs at craftbeercast.com uh find links to our old episodes you can hit up our patreon if you want to support us that way if you want to again do some kind of a beer trade uh you can reach out over email contact at craftbeercast.com or uh twitter at cbcast facebook.com slash craftbeercast as well which again don't expect automatic replies on either of those two platforms because jeff and i don't check them constantly that's right but other than that, you know, come check us out. Wells, they find you anywhere? At all the Wells on Instagram. I keep meaning to post things there, and I'm forgetting. Anyway, uh, Josh, where can they find you? Besides right here, you can find us on our subreddit, slash r slash craftbeercast. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody. You've been listening to us for however many years. Um, you know, word of mouth helps us tremendously just because, again, we don't do any advertising word or aggregating. Mouth? I love that ludicrous album. Yeah, don't we all? Luda! Uh, I hate it here. Other than that, we will talk to you all next Thursday.